Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Hello and welcome to Lumber Connection. It's the lucky week of June 13th, 2022, and I'm back in the studio with my regular experts, Ken Timmons and Justin Binning. Both Ken and Justin are from American International Forest Products, or AIFP. Welcome back to the podcast, gentlemen. Thanks, Molly. Hey there, Molly. Hey. You know, I'll say this. I think this week maybe we should just jump right in with both feet. I see that lumber prices continue to fall, but I'm curious about buying specifically, as in, is there a lot of buying or are folks still waiting for some different or lower market bottom? But I'm going to just start by handing it over to you two to give us your update on the lumber market over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, it's that's the question. Is the end near? Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been, uh, um, you know, it, it's been, it's been good though, in the sense, like, like we're selling lumber and guys are busy and, and anybody I talk to throughout the, you know, the lumber segment, I mean, guys are, guys are busy. Um, it's just the approach. I know we've talked about this endlessly, but, um, there's no sense of urgency for most buyers and they can get what they want primarily when they need it, understanding the the new normal in terms of guidelines and shipment, um, knowing sure. that well, maybe 10 days or sooner is, a, is, is the new, uh, equals prompt, but we're selling every day and people are taking advantage of deals. Uh, we're just not seeing a lot of, um, forward purchasing or any sort of inventory accumulation. When you look at some of these levels, obviously, and, and they're pretty darn attractive. Some that some levels that we've seen in yellow pine, uh, primarily in the narrows, are seeming to garner more interest over the last week and maybe folks are buying a little bit extra now. Um, it seems like mills are starting to build. They're trying to clean up uh, or are cleaning up some uh, on the ground positions at the sawmill, which is, which is definitely something to note and a change. At the same time with the cost of, of the material that we're seeing in, in say two by six, I don't know how many mills want to run two by six right now. And, and try to maybe run other products that are deemed more profitable. So with that said, you know, it's, there has been some change. I would say that, um, the, the, the levels that have been where we've seen deeper discounts are starting to get closer to, uh, random links published print. And so that's a good sign, you know, if we can catch any sort of momentum from that, you know, it's yet to be told, but it's, it doesn't feel like that to me. But again, you know, um, I've been fooled many times before, but I think again, there's just a lot of, um, a lot of outside factors that are influencing the way people are managing their business and, and looking at purchasing and lumber. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I would say a grind, you know, that's the word that comes to mind to encapsulate everything. It's, it's definitely an outbound call market <laughs> from our desk. You've got to be pounding the phones, making sure that you're tied in and close with your customers in terms of inventory and what they're purchasing next and how they're managing inventory. And, and then really us, we're trying to be a guide and, and how to, um, navigate these waters right now. But, you know, on all accounts is, is still very strong right now throughout the, throughout the pipeline. So that's a, that's a great thing. I'm, I'm almost speechless. That was such a good recap. Well, I think you start by asking if the market bottomed kind of tough to encapsulate everything into the quote unquote market, right? Uh, some products absolutely did bottom 
last week and this week. Other products still have some room. I'd say in general, the products that component manufacturers use, high grades, stress grades, those maybe still have a touch of room. I think the market still might be correcting on those products. Other products like Webstock, that got so cheap, I don't see that trending downward anymore. I, I do think we have a little bit of lift off there for, you know, not a prolonged period of time, but at least two, three weeks. Which, would you say, like, uh, when you say lift, like, it's like, I feel like we've established some levels and they're there, but it's, right. it's difficult to say. I'm not seeing price appreciation per se. Like, would you say you're seeing that kind of out of the Inland or West? Are they able to bring the levels up? Uh, yes, but not from like a, um, prices are crescendoing upward or prices are stair-stepping up. Just some products, predominantly studs, which produce web stock, got so cheap. We're talking eight month lows, cheaper than last summer's bottom in the market. Those got so cheap that, I mean, it was, it was, um, almost unrealistically cheap. So now they're back kind of right around where print was. You know, I think web has a lot of the, uh, the elevated price has been pulled back out of it. Ford stock, I still think widely in most species, not just, uh, first species, you know, still has some room for downward trajectory over the next few weeks. So just to go to say, when you ask, has the market bottom, not all products are trending in the same, same direction. Some are leading the trade, some are lagging behind but very, very mixed, right? And to Justin's point, um, it's definitely time to play offense, right? Very similar to the markets we had before the pandemic. You know, orders don't come easy. There is plenty of business out there, but you gotta work a little bit harder for it, which is A-okay. There's nothing wrong with rolling up the sleeves and getting after it. So kind of a wide range from from what I'm seeing in my desk. So this is a a fairly direct question, but I guess I'm curious, you know, I mean, our, obviously our industry is component manufacturing. Should our, should our component manufacturers be happy about this market? Uh, I think that's a great question. Uh, I'm going to answer it kind of, uh, in a different way. People love graphs, right? I love graphs. Justin loves graphs. The customers love seeing graphs. Seeing graphs or graphs. Graphs, okay. hard G. Yeah. Graphs, crafts are nice. Don't get me wrong. I do love a good craft. Uh, lumber is my craft. Sure. But I like arts. Yeah, they're great. But so if you look at the traditional graph of price over time on lumber products in the last year, it's a pretty scary, crazy looking graph, right? And I was, I was making some on Excel the other day and there's a little button on the side of Excel that says invert number range. So instead of going from one to, uh, the graph I used is one to 1600, it went from 1600 to, to one. And it's just the mirror reflection of the graph. Uh, and I thought it was interesting. I spoke with a customer on Friday who uh, operates more from a short lumber position. His perspective on the market, his attitude is similar to that flipped graph, right? Someone who's long inventory and thinks the sky is falling, you go to the opposite perspective, somebody who's short inventory, they just made their entire year in two or three months. With that said, they still have the ability to average in some of the slower cost lumber and bring their overall. Absolutely. Right. Where, where early in the year, they thought the year was blown up, right? The last 60 to 90 days gave them a blessing. And now the year's back in the profit. I would think most of those backward orders are more profitable too. Correct. Correct. I don't know if I would group all 
trust manufacturers in when saying, should they be happy or sad about the market? I think it all lies on perspective and the perspective is probably going to align with if you tend to be long inventory or short inventory, right? And, I, and but I would think, you know, the, like we went through such a tumultuous time that like, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm never going to be able to get lumber and the price is $1,800. And so, and, and everyone's like, oh, this is crazy. This is horrible. So, well, we're the opposite of that now. So in theory, that'd be great. I mean, you can get what you want, get it in a timely fashion, get multiple quotes, have price competition. It's a great point, right? Like it'd be, it'd be like if you and I were uh, gas currently in Oregon is about $6 a gallon. It'd be like if gas came back down to a buck 50 and you and I are at the gas pump and say, oh no, I could drive across town for a buck 47, right? It's like, whoa, why? Just get your gas, right? We're right back where we wanted it. Just get it, right? It's almost, that's how it feels with lumber. It's like we were up in the high 15, 16, 17, $1,800 cord stock. And now we're back down significantly under half of that, you know? And I think ultimately, I mean, it's like to answer the question, like, how's your business? Like, how is their business? Like, how are you doing? I mean, ultimately that's the gauge of, of how you're doing. I mean, the prices that you're the, the lumber is just a, a piece of the piece of the puzzle, but right. I also don't think we're out of the volatility era at all. Right. So what we're seeing here, like much like what we saw last summer, we saw what happened in the fall and in through the winter months. Do I think that's possible again? Yeah, I do. Do I think we have more headwinds in front of us this time and and a different market and different difficulties and different challenges. Yes. Are a lot of still the same? Yes. So get ready. I mean, and hold on. Cause I, I do think as we get closer to through the kind of dog days of summer where it's 98 degrees where you're at 110 here. And the only place that it's, uh, feels like it's cloudy and rainy is where I'm sitting for the most part right. <laughs> in the Northwest. I think we're going to see just, you know, another, another kind of rush. And I think in the interim, what you're going to see is heavy pockets of liquidity, stabilization of prices at times, small increase in pricing on certain items. I don't foresee a big run in the next 30 to 60 days. Again, as we get inch closer to September, I think we may see some change. And you say, well, why do you say it? Well, pure speculation. Um, and based off a uh, kind of historical news that we've seen over the past two or three years. You know, we look at housing starts, they're still very, very strong. Now we've got rising interest rates. Again, we've, we've kind of touched on some of these external factors that are out of our control. Is it enough to keep people at bay? And, and you know, we've still got, a, we've got unknown ahead of us. So, um, but I don't, I wouldn't bet on, you know, one way or the other or say that, you know, we're going to hover around these levels throughout the rest of the year. You know, I, I. I think some of the lows that we're establishing right now could very well be the lows for the remainder of the year. So this isn't just like, I guess, from your perspective, you know, like a rare Black Friday sale where like you're going to get a great deal, but we're never going to see values like this again. This is more like a summer long sale where we could just sort of pop in when we need to and then pop back out and then pop in. In theory. Yeah. I mean, that's how it's traded over the last eight weeks. We've been on a or seven weeks. It's been on a downward trajectory and and that has been the trend. And that will stay the trend until it's not any longer. But right now, I don't see anything that's necessarily going to change that. I think production is, is running as optimal as it has. 
transportation is is what it is. It's an issue. We're going to see continued rising costs in fuel and transportation difficulties, whether that's truck or rail, whether that's out of Eastern Canada or Western Canada or trucks coming out of the South. But we've become comfortable to some degree with that new normal and the expectation that's set with transportation. So I think production is going to continue to, to run more optimal um, than it has. We're going to continue to add production in U.S. South. So we're going to have more product to sell, more products entering the marketplace. Um, not to say that mills aren't going to have issues. We are will have some summer shutdowns for maintenance, which is a seasonal normal. So that's something to take into effect. But is it enough to to change the the balance right now? I guess I'm just not seeing it at this point. Um, but I am subject to change my mind at any moment. Yeah, that that would be my question. It was something I had on my list today of just, you know, last time we talked a little bit about potential curtailments, maybe as even a balancing act to some degree, I guess. And, you know, are you guys hearing about any planned downtime aside from normal maintenance that they would do anyway? We have. It sounds like maybe you don't feel like there'll be enough that it could impact the amount of lumber that's available. It's such a delicate balance, I feel like, because labor is such an issue still. It's detrimental to a sawmill when they're struggling for workers as it is to shut a sawmill down and then lose your workers and then turn it back on and hope those guys show back up. Okay. On the other side of that, from a pure cost and perspective, you're bumping up on a lot of items that it's not real profitable for the sawmill. Now we've had a lot of record, record breaking profits for sawmills, obviously over the last two and a half years. So, you know, that's something to take into account. Maybe they're viewing their business a little bit differently because of it. But again, I think the, the fact that if you shut down a mill, lose your workers, it's very difficult to get those people back. It's very difficult to get a full staff on shift, running shifts as it is. And that's, that's a normal, I mean, that's a, that's a common, you know, when I'm talking to my sawmills every day, that's a challenge that they're facing every single day. Much like a lot of our trust and component manufacturers, I'm sure they're facing those, those same troubles. Shutting the sawmill down. Uh, I just, I'm not, I'm not seeing that. Yeah. Log costs are definitely higher this year without a doubt. But I agree with Justin. I haven't heard it peep out of my sawmills about maintenance time. And I completely agree with how labor is. I mean, you'd be a smart business owner to pay a guy double to have a paintbrush and a broom for the week, you know, just keep him at the mill cleaning up or, or that sort of thing. You know, I hear, I hear lots of mills talking about the cost of logs being different this time and. Uh, most of that mainly being during the last run logs. A lot of them came from salvage, forest fire burn, got to use with 12 month log supplies, right? So the cost was much less, not necessarily the case in the 22 market, but I have not heard even a clamoring about shutting mills down right now. U.S. South continues, you know, overall cost of, you know, from a log cost perspective is still the monetary low cost leader. But there's more and more competition and those costs aren't going down. They are, they are rising. So it's something that's, it's part of the equation without a doubt. And it's, those are decisions that obviously get made at the top with the sawmill. It'd be difficult for me to see them doing that and, you know, losing what they've got, which is people. People. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was reading that even if there were going to be shutdowns they were going to be specifically for maintenance so then you're shifting production folks over to maybe helping with some of that stuff anyway and not totally. losing them and then 
fire yeah, back up. So that makes sense. That's all, that's all normal. And you have yep. to, right? To, to run sure. a safe and efficient sawmill, you've got to make yep. sure that your equipment is is all, you know, up to par. So Yep, absolutely. That applies to our industry too. So for sure. Awesome. Well, we're getting to be about that time quickly. I don't know that that happened fast this week. Um, so as we're as we're winding down here, I just uh, want to give you guys another opportunity to s- maybe share a strategy or two or uh, some final words as we wrap up the episode for the week. Yeah, I'd, I'd say, you know, uh, take advantage of some of the deals right now. Um, I know it's kind of a broken record from us, but um, yeah, great deals to be had. Some great values out there. My, uh, my word of the week is perspective. You can choose to have an optimistic one or pessimistic one, depending on which, which way you organize the numbers on the graph. But attitude's contagious in both ways. Be a good leader for your company, good uh, salesman and brand ambassador for the company you represent. You know, keep your foot on the gas. The sky is not falling. Things will be okay. Sounds good. Well, I think with that, that wraps up our episode for this week. Ken? Justin, thank you so much for your continued expertise and enthusiasm. As always, I have enjoyed our time together, albeit brief, and I look forward to our next installment of Lumber Connection. Our pleasure. Thanks, Molly. Thanks, Molly. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.